Blog Talk Radio. up everybody welcome to another edition of sports of the legend along with my co-host macaulay matthew i'm of course william amal what's up mac how you doing hey what's up man how's it going i'm doing all right glad to have you on the show on a special day hey my pleasure thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening to this episode on a special day friday night edition um on today's show we're going to talk um about the uh, nca tournament and all the craziness that is March Madness. Uh, give you my final four predictions. Um, I also uh, talk to you about um, the Knicks, who they, who they should draft in the um, the pick, and how one of them did an awesome performance. And uh, also talk about the Mets and the Yankees, as they both have um, first basemen battling out. You know, we'll, we'll share our thoughts who we think should be starting on both teams. And um, and also, um, you know, ended off with a little WWE, you know, a little um, cap of, uh, you know, this uh, week in WWE and how it pertains to Kofi Kingston. But uh, most importantly, you know, the number is um, 917-388-4189. That's 917-388-4189. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but with, with, that, with that said, let's um, yeah, let, let's let's talk about um March March Madness, man. And uh, Mac, man, how how you what you thinking about this uh, March Madness so far, man? We've had some awesome performances by Morant, who um, you know, who's rumored to be the second pick, might even be the first pick. He had a triple double uh, for Murray Hill um, yesterday. I mean, what's your thoughts on this whole, um, you know, March Madness so far? Yeah, I mean, right now it's uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, I was watching the Duke North Dakota game, and and Zion is a real deal. This guy made his uh, March Madness debut, had 25 points, dominated in the second half. He had one play where he stole the ball, uh, put the ball behind his back, and, and ended up dunking it. I mean, this guy is a phenom. We haven't seen a we haven't seen a phenom like this since LeBron James. You know, and yeah, this guy dominates. Like he he dominates the game and pretty much just uh, kills the other team's confidence. You know, that's how good he is right now. And you know, once he got rolling, you know, Duke went on a run and North Dakota couldn't get up any shot and they ended up blowing them out tonight. Um I think the score was, uh, let me see. I'll give you the score here. It was 85 to 62 was the final score tonight. They beat him a battle. Yeah, they, they gave him a battle. Mm-hmm. Beating. Mm-hmm. The battle people means Haitian, Haitian beating. Or just beating. Haitian <laughs> 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 but yeah. You got your little crowd there. <laughs> so you learn something other than 
Uh, Sak Prase, Mak Bule. Hello, or what's up? How are you doing? <laughs> or I'm fine. <laughs> so we gave you a little impromptu uh, Haitian yep. Creole lesson right there. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, um, yeah, he, he's definitely solidifying the spot, man. He's definitely showing why, you know, he's proving people wrong that he said he should have, um, you know, sat out the rest of the year in the, in the, the NCAA tournament, you know, um, because of the, you know, the injury he had. Yeah. And he's proving them wrong right now. Yeah. As Duke events. Yeah, and Duke, they're looking, um, they're looking unstoppable right now, you know. So, right now, they'd be my pick to win it all. Yeah, I'm gonna give you my I'm gonna give you my pick uh, momentarily, you know, my final four pick, and uh, and you you could give me your final four pick as well. Sure. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely been exciting, and uh, I don't know if you know, this is the um, the the 80th anniversary of uh, today, but March March 27th, uh, next week. Is gonna be the 80th anniversary of the first um, NCAA tournament final. Wow, it's a long time. I believe it was. Yeah, it was Oregon. Oregon defeated Ohio State, uh, 46 to uh, 33. Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, with that, um, Williamson he had 25 points, three rebounds. And uh, Barrett had a uh, uh, 26 points and uh, 14 rebounds, three assists. They're not playing. They're not playing, man. Boys are not playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys really want to come to the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got a good team, man. I really like their team. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um... Yeah, I guess uh, we're gonna dive uh, dive into our final four. All right, here, here's who I think is uh, the final four. Um, it's gonna be Duke defeating Louisville in the in the Elite Eight, and um, Gonzaga. Uh, Duke's gonna be facing Gonzaga over Michigan, and um, let me see. And I haven't checked out the, all the scores, so because there's some games going on right now. But this, yeah. this is what I thought from before. So, and uh, so it's going to be Duke versus Gonzaga, and then uh, Villanova over Kentucky, and uh, North Carolina. Wait, let me see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, North Carolina. Duke. Oh wait, wait. Let me see. Wait, Duke. Over Gonzaga and Villanova over, uh, I think it's Tennessee. I put, I think I wrote the wrong thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, the finals, the final two is gonna be Duke versus uh Kentucky. Duke versus Kentucky. Mhm. And then yeah. and the and then in the the champion will be Duke. Duke for the um, sixth time winning their title in their first title since 2015. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen right now. Man, I think the final four will be Duke from the east. Mm -hmm. West, it'll be Michigan. 
Michigan already advanced. They beat um they beat who did they beat yesterday? They beat Montana. Um from the south I think it would be Virginia. And for the Midwest, I'll uh, I don't know, it could be North Carolina or Kentucky, one of those two. I'm gonna go with North Carolina. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. I'll go with North Carolina from the Midwest. Then I think Virginia, North Carolina, I think Virginia beats them. And then Duke will beat Michigan. And then you have Duke and Virginia. So I'm going to say Duke and Virginia will be your – that will be your championship game. And then I'm picking Duke to win it all. All right. So you, I wouldn't you be surprised it. if Virginia wins it. You know he has three losses on the year, so they're very good. But uh, Duke right now, man, they're looking unstoppable. Mhm. Yep. And hopefully, hopefully, most importantly, as them winning the the, the championship would be them being drafted number one by the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as you know, Knicks, you know they they definitely took care of business. And when I mean take care of business, I mean lose badly, one eleven to ninety three. But Kevin Knox, man, after he got that pep talk from uh, LeBron James, right after. You know, the Knicks whoop LeBron James after Super Mario Hazonia. Man, he, he, he got he, – he channeled his, his inner Dikembe Mutombo with that block. Oh, man. That was got, the highlight <laughs> of the Knicks season right there. Oh, it was, man. Uh, I, yeah, I, now I wish I, was, I saw the whole game because of that, man. I was out, you know. Man. But, man, just that dunk alone, man, that was the highlight of the whole year right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Beating the Lakers? And then on top of that, being LeBron James too, which rarely happens when he's facing the Knicks. I mean, come on, like that was the that's best. a that was awesome, and he blocked him with like two seconds left into the game, and man, that saved the game right there. Yeah. And then right after that, LeBron had the had the chat, the private chat with um with Kevin Knox, telling him that he's gonna you know he has the potential to be a special player. And, you know, he's – and, uh, you know, Kevin Knox said that, you know, he studied, um, you know, Kevin Knox stats and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, Kevin uh, Kevin Knox really took it to heart, man. He – he um I think he has back-to-back games with, with like, 27 points. Wow. Uh, including today, man. He he, he did it, man. He, let me see what he he had. Um, but, but the Knicks didn't win still, right? Well, yeah, of course. You know, that's – Yes. You know, I, they yeah. have to lose. In in, in, um, lose, in um, Mar- Marv Albert mode. Yes. Yeah. We need, that, we need that lottery pick, man. Yep. Got to solidify that that um. Got to solidify that um. That number that um bottom five spot. Yep. With the with the best with the worst losing record. Um, Mitchell Robinson. He's been he's been doing his thing too. Um, you know he's just setting you know a Knicks rookie record. Um, he had, um, he said 29 a few days ago, like all to, like in the past couple of games, like I think it was the past three games or so, which surpassed, uh, Patrick Ewing. And then yeah. he added three more block shots today. Um, he had a double double to be, uh, to be accurate today. He had, uh, 16 points, 10 rebounds, and three block shots today, man. This kid, man, he's, he's doing it, man. That's, Damn, this, that's, a, this dude. that's a keeper right there. Wow, this dude, man, he's he's been blocking more shots than Instagram models block my DMs. This guy's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke of the year right there, man. That's a joke. 
This dude's awesome. <laughs> he's like my tumble oh, almost. Yeah, man, he he's doing it, man. He, like um, uh, uh, Willis Reed was was um speaking to him, um I think the game before that, uh you know while they were you know they're still in New York, and man, he's he, he's doing his thing, man. Like, I mean, there's potential. a lot of potential, and that's what, that's another thing I love about David Dave, David Fisdale. Even though the Knicks have a losing record, man, this guy, this guy, I think once you put a good team around him, you're gonna you're gonna see what a good coach this guy is. Because I, one thing I love about um, Fisdale is that he he embraces the Knicks' past. You know, he get Nick Legend to come come back. You know, to um, you know, teach teach the players whether it's Patrick Ewing or um, um, Camby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think other, but he had a bunch of he he had a bunch of Nick Legends and other NBA Hall of Famers like like J J Kid just popped up even though obviously he had a couple coffee with the Knicks but you know he's a all time great point guard you know mm-hmm. he had him come and coach the the um the point guards uh, minus uh, Nilakina who um who made his uh, return back from groin injury played twenty twenty five minutes but he only scored five points on one of six shootings. He had five, um, but yeah, he he still doesn't have his um his Nick like his um how how can I put it like he hasn't had a signature Nick game all season. Yeah. So you know he needs he he needs to step it up because you know for the I don't know how many games we have like ten nine games left I don't nine or ten games I don't even remember. Yeah, season's but pretty yeah, much done. I mean, season's been yeah done he got a. Yeah, he he really got to show something. He got to he got to put up more points and, and and more assists. You know what I'm saying? Like the assists should be a given. I mean, he has God-given abilities to 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 average 10 assists, you know, if he just works hard at it, you know, and learn more of the game. You know, and he just needs to he just needs to have more confidence in his shooting, you know. He just needs to have more confidence overall. I mean, sometimes it exactly. looks like he's just He's just walking in in mud sometimes. Mhm. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, this guy should be better than what he's how he's playing. Exactly. Absolutely. You hit it. You hit it right on the head. And um, yeah, just another just another Nicola. I mean, Moody. He had twenty one points, seven rebounds, and four assists. And um, Dennis Smith Jr. still hurt. But yeah, um, good performances by some of the guys. But you know, it's another Nick loss. Uh, they're gonna play Sunday, Spurs at noon. But you know, winning is not the name of the game right now. As sad as it is to be a Nick fan over 20 years, that you know, they gotta they gotta tank. It goes against our nature. Yeah, you know, it goes against the Nick DNA to to tank. We need Zion. Yep, we need that that Zion Williamson man, or even Zion, Jay Morant yeah, or or, yeah. or um you know, um what was I gonna say or R J Barrett, but yeah Zion man that's the guy we gotta get. But some um old footage from two years ago surfaces that that pops the air in the balloon of the dream team that the Knicks desperately need, and we all know who's the key ingredient in that possible. Nick Dream Team, and of course you know who I'm talking about. 
and that's looking for a response for you, Mac. Oh, you're looking for a response for me? Uh, yeah. Uh, who was who was the most important person that the Knicks need to get in this off season? Oh yeah, Ke- KD, Kevin Durant. Exactly. And remember, yeah. I've said in the past that you know he said that there's no way he's gonna go to the Knicks. You know, he's even said on the Twitter, uh, like he, I think he even tweeted it out a few years ago too. Well, there's some new footage. Well, I should say old footage that resurfaced, and basically someone asked him if he was going to play for the Knicks two years ago. I guess this is when he was. Uh, I think this is when probably when he was a free agent before he signed with the uh, when he when he signed with the Warriors, mm-hmm. and um, basically he said never, as in he would never sign with the Knicks. So that's yeah. another. He smiled and said never. So. Um, Things can change from from two years. Yeah. Look at Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Le'Veon Bell said exactly. they're gonna have to give a hundred million dollars for him to sign with the the Jets. And you know, Jamal Adams, you know, courted him well, and his situation with Steelers, you know, was horrible. You know, to the point he didn't even play. He didn't even bother playing and just held out that whole year. So I mean, things could change. I mean, could Durant come? Only uh, only until at least July 1st we'll know for sure. But I don't know. Once a player says they don't want to come, that's, that's scary, you know. Yes, that's – You don't want a guy who don't want to come here to, to come for the money. But I guess we'll see what happens in a few months, you know, because Durant, if they don't get Durant, they they just need to save the money. It's, it's, not, even, yeah. it's not even worth it, man, because – Anybody else? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. As much as I, I like Jimmy Butler and um and um, I'm trying to remember his name. The, the dude from UConn who's on uh on um on Hornets. I'm trying to remember his name. I'm trying to remember his name. The dude's clutch. I can't remember his name for whatever oh, reason. Oh, oh, um, darn! I can't remember his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I'm forgetting his name also. Uh, why can't I, I, I? This is ridiculous. I never forget his name, but I'm forgetting it now. Uh. uh Oh my goodness! I'm kicking myself right now. As soon as the show's over, I'm gonna remember. Uh, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, thank you. Yeah. I'll be so PO'd at myself if I, if I remember after the show's over about Kemba Walker's name. But yeah, if they just sign Kemba Walker or um or um Jimmy Butler, I mean that's that's gonna be an overspend for them. Come on, that that's that's gonna set the Knicks back again. Yeah. So they got to – is Durant – Durant or bust? If you get Durant, that then you could open up the paycheck. You could – if you want to do a, a trade for, for Anthony Davis. You know, well, I, I would say wait two years for him. I wouldn't trade anybody because you're going to break up this team, and they're going to want Robinson. They're going to want Knox, you know. So I, I would say – I'd say um, wait for for Davis if he, if he wants to come. But then again, you have Robinson who's developing – you can sign DeAndre Jordan on the cheap, you know. So I think you get Durant, the possibility is endless for whoever is going to be his sidekick. He chooses who his sidekick is going to be. So yeah. that's, the, that's the most important thing. They need to get Durant. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, I guess let Jamal Adams, like he said, he was going to try to court them. Let him do it. Like you said, if I don't they know. don't, then they need to save that money. Don't don't save spend the it money. right away. 
save it, mm-hmm. and or or if they want hire the will pond, hire the will pond. <laughs> no, that's Don't a bad that idea. Well, <laughs> 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 seriousness, man, they just need to save the money. Save the money. That's it. If they can't get Durant, it's Durant or Bush. Yeah. But uh, yeah, moving moving along. Um, yeah, moving on to the 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 Mets. Um, yeah, the Mets. You know, they've showed some promise in this spring training. Yes, I know it's spring training, but the most important thing about spring training are people trying to make the club. The guys like Jacob Degrom, Syndergaard, Mats, you know, Wheeler. You don't really care what those guys are gonna do because you know, hey, their their position is set. They're gonna t- tinker and experiment on some things, you know, to try to make themselves better for the season. I mean, with the Groms, um, you can't get any better than that. I mean, even if the Grom has a another all-star year, he's not going to have a .70 ERA. I mean, there's, there's a 1% chance that would happen, you know. Yeah. But the Grom, you know, the, the Mets got to sign him, re-sign him to that extension because MLB is not playing. MLB is not playing anymore. They're not waiting for for their guys to go to free agency because – the free agents are seeing how Dallas Keuchel is still a free agent. It took yeah, Bryce right. Harper and Manny Machado to sign. Like, what was it? Early was it earlier this month or or last late last month? I can't even remember. Probably was late last month. I, it's been a yeah. while. I can't even remember. I think it was but earlier. yeah, I think Harper Come on this now. month earlier. Yeah. Yeah, these players are not playing anymore because they're like, man, these owners they're not. They, you know, they they're taking too long to give the money. So now these guys are 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 signing signing. You know, you got Trout signing a ridiculous twelve years, four hundred and what thirty five million dollar contract or four thirty. Yeah. I, I mean that that's ridiculous. Like the the Bryce Harper one is is like video game like. But Trout, I mean, don't get me wrong. Trout is an awesome player. You know. Back to back MVP. I mean, this guy, you know, he he's the future of MLB right there. You know what I mean? But, jeez, did they have to give him that much? I mean, okay, they want to give him more, but they they had to give him a hundred more than Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper better like Philly cheesesteak over there, <laughs> and, and 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 hustle hustle every every play of the game. Or else he's gonna hate being in Philadelphia because Philadelphia fans will let him hear it. Oh yeah, no it's, doubt about it. Yeah, if you're not hustling, Philadelphia fans will let you know. I don't think you want that. He, he should. He should. He should come out to. Oh, what are you gonna say? No, I'm saying that he's he's gonna have to live up to that contract. So he's gonna have to have monster. He's gonna have to put up monster numbers. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I think he only came to the Phillies, you know, for the money. Because he took forever to sign that contract. Because there yeah. was whispers that other teams like like Giants and and um, you know Dodgers were, were interested. Among other teams were interested, but they didn't want to give all that money and the length. And I think he, you know, he fell with Philadelphia. But you know, what I mean, it's not it's not a bad move on his case. You know, if he plays hard, you know, he it's going to be a great move for him because you know that's a talented team. That ballpark is was made for him. So, oh, yeah. if he shows up and he's fully motivated as he seems that he is, even though he did say that he wants to bring the title back to D.C., even though <laughs> he signed with the with the the Philadelphia Phillies, you know. But you know, 
if he's fully motivated, prove everybody wrong, you know, that's a – if he just wins one title in, in Philadelphia, that, that contract's worth it. But if he doesn't, 13 years is going to be a long time to get booed in Philadelphia. Yeah. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So he better, better – um, I mean, he's he's been on national, so – he knows what it's like to be booed in Philadelphia, but there's nothing worse than getting booed in Philadelphia if you're a, a home player. Yeah. If they could boo Mike Schmidt, shoot, they they will not. If he goes 0 for 8 <laughs> to start the season, yo, he's gonna hear it. It's not gonna be good. This dude, this dude better, this dude better hit for for get the triple crown and bring him <laughs> to the championship for him to for him to be a, a Philadelphia darling over there. Well, and he better be following. And he better be following Philly fanatic on all social media, and he'll be <laughs> in the good graces. <laughs> he'll be in the good graces with the, the Philadelphia fans. But um, yeah. But moving um back to the Mets um, um, there's a there's a battle between uh Pete Alonso and um, and Dominic Smith, who should be the um, starting first baseman. Because they're both trying to compete to make the club. Uh, Pete, Pete Alonso, uh, he made the strongest case. You know, he's 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 been the hottest met at the plate. Um, but the problem is, is that um, the Mets have a stipulation: if they keep him down for at least, I think, two weeks, um, they'll have an extra year of control with him. Um, but it, but um, Brody Van Wagenen promised. Before the season started, before the before spring training started, if he if he if he performs well in the spring training, he'll make the club. You know his contract situation won't be a deterrent for him to start opening day on Thursday. But now Dominic Smith is playing well as well, and Dominic Smith was the first baseman of the future prior to last year when. Um, you know, when um, um, Pete Alonso was hitting like what thirty six home runs in the minor leagues, and then I think six home runs in the AFL. So Pete Alonso, man, he's been he's been killing it. You know, so Pete Alonso, if everything's equal, Pete Alonso should be starting. And I would even propose, even though Dominic Smith is a better defender, and Pete Alonso has, from what I've heard greatly improved on his defense, they should start Pete Alonso at first and even put Dominic Smith in the outfield in one of the corners, whether it's left or right. Probably left, you know, Conforto and, and right. You know, and then have just have Nimmo, who's been crushing it in, uh, you know, spring training as well. He had two home runs on uh, Thursday, you know, that should be the the um, starting three, and then you have Keon Broxton and Lagaris like, off the bench, guys who have great defense. So that's how I would um, configure the team. Well, who do, who you think should start at first? Uh, I guess Alonzo. You know, that's the guy. I mean, that's that's the best. That, I mean, that's the best hitter for that position, right? Mhm. So I, I guess Alonzo. I don't know much about his numbers, you know, but I'm mm-hmm. guessing I'd go with you uh, on starting him. The Yankees have something similar, and they have a similar mm-hmm. situation with 
They're uh, Greg Bird, Bird and, uh, and Luke Voigt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now, Perfect both segue. of them. Yeah, yeah, both of them are playing real well in spring training right now. But ultimately, it's probably going to be Luke Voigt, Luke Voigt because he mm-hmm. has more power, and he showed last year that you know yep. he fits more, he fits better in this lineup than Craig Bird does. Uh, I'm with you. And another thing is Greg Bird has been injury prone. I mean, Yankee Stadium was built perfectly for um, Greg Bird, but he, he just can't stay healthy. And Luke yeah. Voigt, man, he's he's been the Yankees' version of Brock Holt, you know. So they yeah. they gotta they gotta foster that young that young talent. He he's hungry, man. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm totally in agreement with you. They gotta they gotta they gotta play Alonzo with the the Mets has to start Alonzo. And the Yankees have to start uh, Voight. Yeah, great. And those two guys could be in the in the home run derby for all we know. Hey, yeah, coming here. I hear the home run derby this year. The winner gets a million. Is it a million dollars? I think. Uh, yeah, I think I heard something like that. Yeah, so big money is on the line this year. Mhm. But for them, it might be Trump teams. <laughs> <laughs> and again, they're, they're rookies, so you know, all these rookies—well, not rookies, but you know, young guys, young guys in the league—they haven't had their big contract yet, so right, right. one million might be dollars. So no, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's see about that. Oh, one more thing about the um, uh, the Tom Seaver thing. Mets, uh, you know, they're going to um. They're gonna have. They're gonna make some announcements um, during Ju- in June when they're celebrating the '69 team. And from what I'm hearing, is that basically they're gonna rename um, the the city field's address. I think it's what uh, 126 Roosevelt something Avenue or something like that, or Street or whatever. They're gonna rename it 40, 41 Seaver Way or something like that. So, and then they're gonna finally build. They're gonna finally build the statue that Mets fan has been clamoring since City Field opened a decade ago, 2009. The rumor is is that they're gonna unveil the state the um the statue next year in 2020. So congratulations to the New York Mets. That is that is the the icing on the cake. That is what City Field was missing. You had to have a statue of of uh, Tom Seaver. At City Field, that that well was deserved. well deserved and non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. That goes without saying. You know, so kudos to the Mets. You know, on doing that, that's a well-deserved honor, and um, it's it's sad that uh, Tom Seaver, you know, because of his um, dementia, he won't be there in person. But you know, hopefully, he'll be watching at home. You know, when it, when it gets unveiled. Yeah. Next year, and um, of course, you know the the 1969 celebration, um, you know, in, in June this this June. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and uh, lastly, WWE, uh, the road to WrestleMania, and what a road it is. You got Kurt Angle announcing his final match, and. Who is his final match going to be against? Baron Corbin. I mean, I heard that it's a swerve, and I'm I'm guessing it is a swerve. Most likely, it's going to be John Cena, or or, or a legend. 
Um, the rumor most likely is going to be John Cena because, you know, John Cena started his career versus uh, Kurt Angle in, you know, Kurt Angle's open open challenge. I think, what was it, 2002 when they had oh, yeah. on SmackDown? Right. So to have that symmetry, you know, John Cena debuted against Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle should uh, and have his career ended by John Cena. That's so a, that's a good point. That would be the best opportunity because Cena's going to be at WrestleMania, but he has no opponent. Kurt Angle is going to supposedly fight Baron Corbin, and he picked them. Like, I mean, come on, WWE could have did a better job with that. They could have, they could have had Baron Corbin attack him to force some WrestleMania moment. And Kurt, Kurt Angle's like, "You're not in my league, or whatever. You know, you're not on that level yet." And then, you know, Baron Corbin just keeps attacking him, and then he gets PO'd, and then he says, you know, all right, fine, I'll challenge you. Kind of like what Batista did with Triple H when he attacked yeah. Ric Flair. Yeah. That's how they should have did it. Not Kurt Angle choosing out of all the people he could choose for his final match, and then he chose Baron Corbin? I mean, come on. I wouldn't choose him even in a, in, a, in, a, um, in a Raw pre-show match. <laughs> I mean, this guy stinks, man. And and them putting him on TV all the time, man. This guy has more airtime than anybody who's not a McMahon on, on Raw. So, I mean, it's just beyond me how WWE just keeps forcing him down our throat. Yeah, we're we're all tired of him already. I mean, I don't know why they keep showing his face on TV. Like it's it's done. And then he has he has an alliance where he's the weakest link. Yeah. Like, come on. Bobby Lashley should stop helping him out because what he needs when when Bobby Lashley need, need Drew McIntyre and and Corbin's help they're never around it's always Leo Rush who's helping him right <laughs> I mean come on like it's I mean it just shows you right there the state of WWE and then afterwards now now you have Kofi Kingston you know as expected he went through the gauntlet he defeated. Randy Orton, he defeated um, Rowan, the bar. Um, I'm trying, um, I'm trying, Rowan, and and some more Joe. And as soon as he wins the gauntlet at the end of the show, as I suspected and feared, Vince McMahon came out and congratulated him, and then of course added one more person to the match, which of course I knew as soon as Vince McMahon came out, he was gonna add one more person, and that one more person would be. Daniel Bryan, and of course, Daniel Bryan beat him. So Daniel Bryan will be facing himself at WrestleMania because that nah, don't make no sense, man. Like, come on, man. This was the perfect time for them to for him to like to win it, like win it, have him on the road to WrestleMania, and then just build up that you know Daniel Bryan just keep berating him and calling him a B B plus player, like Triple H called him on the road to WrestleMania and WrestleMania 30. So what is Kofi Kingston going to do? I have a, have a, um, occupation movement, just like you, um, movement, just like, um, uh, Daniel Bryan had a few years ago when they forced him to, into WrestleMania. Is that what they're going to do? Because the storyline is totally paralleling, uh, Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania 30 run. It is. Very similar. I mean, come on, like, 
this should have been the perfect he, the perfect opportunity. He, he, you know, he beat all five of the guys. What more? I mean, come on, like, what more could they do that that would make it legitimize that he had? You know, he got another number one contender. Like, is he gonna go full heel and attack Vince McMahon or something? Like, I, I can't see a first. I can't foresee a, a logical scenario that will make him win win the opportunity he never lost a month ago. He's playing with him right now. You know? <laughs> it's just beyond logic, you know. Like I, I don't even know how they're gonna. I don't even know how they're gonna come up with an idea. Well, he better get up. the shot. It's just, he, he better get that shot for me, or else I'm not gonna watch it. For real, for real. Like, or they might. For all we know, they might even make him get the shot at WrestleMania, the, the day of WrestleMania. You know, and surprise people. Because this is being dragged on. That's why the world of WrestleMania is so crazy. Ever since the whole Fastlane pay-per-view event, they've been stretching out feuds. Becky Lynch, you know, got the the number one contender at Royal Rumble. Then he took Vince McMahon took her out for no reason, and then inserted Charlotte, and then essentially she regained after she fooled Ronda Rousey to attack her at Fastlane, which made no sense because now. She had, instead of a 50% chance of winning, now she has a 33% chance of winning. Doesn't make sense. And then now you got Kofi. He, he wows everybody at Elimination Chamber and, and proves that he gets the number one contendership. And then Vince pulls it out of, from under him, which makes sense because he was supposed to lose at Fastlane in place of Kevin Owens. So by switching him... Now he has he's supposed to have a shot at WrestleMania, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And then this thing, this gauntlet that they had on Tuesday was the would have been the perfect chance for them to rewrite their wrongs and just go on the road to WrestleMania with the fans, you know, forgiving all the transgressions Vince has done. But now, yet again, he screws Daniel Bryan. I'd rather not Daniel Bryan, but Kofi, Kofi Kingston. Kingston. Yeah. So, I don't know how they. I don't know what they're gonna do this week to ruin the storyline even further. I am just out of ideas. I don't know if Linda McMahon's gonna gonna come out and you know like the Attitude Era and undermine Vince, or maybe it's Stephanie and Triple H since they're good guys. I guess right now until Raw because they just flip flop whether they're heels or baby faces within segments as evidenced as Sting versus Triple H. Triple H was a heel, you know. Then he shook his hands, you know, shook Sting's hand, even though he cheated to beat him at Sting's only WrestleMania match. And then he then he became a heel again for the Ronda Rossi um, rock segment, that, that pay-per-view. So who knows what's going on with Triple H and Stephanie. Right now, they look like they're baby faces right now, but it could change in an instant. No, talking about and of course, you know, Shane. Oh yeah. Oh right. She did attack um uh, uh what you call it. She attacked uh, security, and her husband attacked one of them as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ronda Rossi is finally being a heel, which is perfectly suited for you know, along with uh, Charlotte Flair, because they're they're not good as uh, baby faces, in my opinion. It just seems more natural. Uh, but you have any last things you'd like to say? Uh, check out my show, iMac, Saturdays at, well, it returns Saturday at 
Australia time at uh, 10 p.m. And come back here, check out Sports of Legend every Saturdays at 11. Only on Block Talk Radio. You're the man. Check out both shows. And, of course, check out uh, Sports of Legend TV on YouTube. And uh, check out both shows. Uh, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo. I'll see you guys next time. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.